everyone. This is Regina. Hi, horse lovers. This is Lynn. This week on the Horse Industry Podcast. We are sponsored by Purple Power Equine. Looking to add performance, power, and balanced nutrition? Purple Power Equine has many products that will become essential in preparing your equine athlete for performance. Whether you need to help gut and hoof health or add weight, body, and dimension, Purple Power Equine can help bring success to your equine athlete. Gastro Power, Power Up. Hoof Power, Power Punch, Emergency Power. Visit purplepowerequine.com or on Facebook at Purple Power Equine. This is a pretty serious topic today. Gina, does the horse die? No, the horse doesn't die. Okay. I know. Actually, yeah, it's the it's the horse's person that dies. That which is bad. It's which is bad. Bad. But I I can't take horses die. I know. You know, the hard part about this story is that when we go to the barn, the barn is our sanctuary. I get lost in my thoughts when I'm in the barn. Oh, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm clean. You know, you've seen that meme that's like cleaning stalls is 90% solving all the problems of the world. Yes. Yeah. And the 10% is actually cleaning the barn. Yes. And that's the case with chores or cleaning stalls or filling water tanks. When you go out to that barn, you're just in that zone. It's your it's your sanctuary. It's your peace. And so this is a story about a beautiful young woman who was actually stalked and murdered at her barn when she was caring for her horse. Oh, I know. But it's a story that needs to be told. I think probably what pulled me into this story initially was I was flipping through Facebook or I don't know, it may have even been just like CNN or something or who knows. And I saw a picture of a young woman with an Ariat sweatshirt on. And we all, all wear that brand. Instant recognition. Instant recognition. It's just a brand that is as common to horse people as Under know, Armour. Under Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the, the picture caught my attention. Gracie Spinks was an equestrian in Great Britain. She didn't have a boyfriend. Her friends said that she only had time for her horse. And she was always riding and she loved going to shows whenever she could. She was a very, very talented rider. Her Facebook page actually is still accessible. And I spent a few a few minutes looking through the pictures that she has on there. And actually, her Instagram is still accessible as well. Clearly, she's a dressage hunter jumper person. But it's still it's still our world. I mean, you can still see the selfies of her with her horse Patty, you know, ribbons. It's just you can smell the smells and hear the sounds and you can just sense the environment who she was and how much she loved to show because because we're all that way. So her horse, Patty, P-A-D-D-Y, lived a few miles away at a barn called Blue Lodge Farm. Gracie lived with her parents. She was a young 20-something, and she was a lifeguard and a model in Great Britain. So she kind of bounced around and did a, a bunch Pretty of different girl, jobs. Pretty girl, athletic girl. Yep, I mean, that's yep outdoorsy. And I give her a lot of credit because all reports say that what she really was obsessed with were her horses. So it wasn't like she was dating a whole lot. She just really had a good sense about her and what she wanted to do with her life. 
On the morning that she died, she was last seen alive by her mother at 7.30 a.m. when she left home to take care of Patty before she went to work. So she was found unconscious in the field after 8 o'clock by a couple of people that were also in the barn, and a man was seen running away. Paramedics arrived at the scene at 8.17 a.m., and CPR was administered initially because they actually thought she had been kicked by her horse. But the paramedics realized that actually she had been attacked, and they called police. Police were called at 8.40 a.m. after evidence was found that she had been assaulted, and she was declared dead at 8.50 a.m., Postmortem later found that she actually had died from a stab wound to the neck. After a search of the area, her accused stalker, a man named Michael Sellers, was found dead at 11 a.m., not far from where Gracie had been attacked at her horse barn. So what led up to the situation? Well, Gracie Spinks had worked as a lifeguard, but again, because of the pandemic, she she basically didn't have a job. And so she picked up a job at a business called Xbyte. I looked Xbyte up and it actually started as a small business dedicated to retailing video games and accessories, but it's grown tremendously in recent years. So it's a company that was small and it was kind of a startup and just totally, totally has been successful. And so Gracie got a job there. Sellers who was 35, was Gracie's supervisor at that e-commerce company. He ended up being a nuisance at work to her, and the company eventually just had to deal with it. So it was at Xbyte that she met Sellers, who asked her out for dinner. So the pair met a couple of times, but Gracie soon decided that she was too busy for a relationship, and she ended things. She, You know, it just... From everything I've read, it just didn't. She didn't. She didn't sync with a guy. She didn't. She didn't like sync him. with him. She didn't no, like him. No chemistry. No chemistry. She was busy. She loved her horse. Yeah, but Gracie's father said because he was her supervisor, she was pretty uncomfortable and nervous about totally ditching him. So she let him down easy. The problem is that she told her parents that he would bombard their colleagues with hundreds of messages asking questions about her. And at one point, he spent a ton of money on this car called a white Sirocco, which Gracie had told him just in passing that it was her favorite car. But what's super spooky is that one morning she found him waiting for her at the barn and she didn't know he was going to be there. Oh, that's creepy. Poor yeah, girl. Yeah. So she decided to report him to her employer, his employer as well. And she said, you know, it's kind of spooky. I'm uncomfortable with it. This is what she told her mom. But again, she was nervous to complain about him because he was basically her boss. He pestered her with messages and phone calls. In the end, she ended up blocking him. And there was an article by Laura Hampson for The Independent that said that he actually sent over 200 messages to Gracie's colleagues, wondering where she was, what she was doing, what did she say? So he really was, he really was a stalker. After hearing that Sellers had been waiting for Gracie at the barn the previous morning, her parents said that they did not let her return to the barn by herself for weeks. 
After her, so that was weeks before the murder. So this yes. happened. So then, so okay. what happened was, and I had probably need to be clear on that. So this, his showing up at the barn actually was like months before she actually was killed by him in the same location. She complained in the like in the beginning of the year that she was being stalked and her parents, when he first showed up at the barn the first time, her parents didn't let her go back to the barn by herself for weeks. And eventually he kind of went MIA. So that was good. But before that happened, she did complain to her bosses and he was fired from his job. Gracie was advised to report him to the police, but she chose not to pursue a restraining order and ask police just to caution him instead. Again, she's trying to be kind. She's trying to be kind. She's not thinking that he's a homicidal maniac. I mean, right. You don't think that's going to happen to you. She, yeah. So she tried to be kind. She tried to let him down easy. She agreed to, and I'm going to tell you, when I was set up with my husband, the first date, I, I think it was the second date, I was kind of like, eh. The only reason I'm going out with him again is because a lot of people said he was a really nice guy. <laughs> it took a few dates for me to like warm up. So, you know, I, whatever. She never felt that connection. <laughs> Do you know if he had a history of stalking other women? He was called Creepy Mike by people at work. He was kind of a loner. How many creepy guys have we all at some point run across in our careers, in our life? Right. Like, right. I mean, I can think of people, past jobs that we might refer to them as creepy, creepy, but they never murdered anyone. Well, so you, I mean, you just think that eh, they're just a little off. But yeah. They're well, not murderers. Correct. Well, in the flip side, how many dudes have had creepy chicks after them? And absolutely correct on that as well. Yeah. Not me, ever me. Oh, ever no, me. never, 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 <laughs> never. So anyway, Gracie, after that, she had no more contact with the unemployed sellers. As far as her and her family were concerned, the problem was done. He just completely went off the radar and they thought it was over. And so her her family stopped accompanying her to the barn. It just, she just went off one day to work and stopped to feed her horse, not thinking, it, it wasn't even on her radar anymore. She thought it was it was done. So a few months later after that, on the morning of June 18th of 2021, Gracie left the house in a rush. Her mom said that she didn't even have time to drink her tea and actually took it with her in a mug. Her mom says that she remembers every detail of that morning. Of course. So the day she was killed, two witnesses found her unconscious on the ground next to a patch of blood. One of them saw a man, believed to be Sellers, as I said before, running away. And again, they attempted, when the paramedics arrived, they attempted to resuscitate Gracie, but she was pronounced dead and discovered that she had been stabbed in the neck, which cut through her carotid artery, her jugular vein, and her cervical spine. Yeah. And so they ended up finding Sellers' body, you know, pretty close by. He was in an area of the same Blue Lodge farm, surrounded by trees and bushes. And his post-mortem examination um, suggested that his death was self-inflicted as a result of starving his body of oxygen. How? What does that mean? They probably put a paper bag over his head or something. I don't know. I mean, a paper bag, a plastic bag. Yeah. I don't know. And I looked and looked and looked and tried to figure out 
what that meant or any like subsequent reports on it. And I, and I couldn't figure it out. You know, if he was going to kill himself, why didn't he let Gracie live? I know. It's just, I mean, that's just so sad. Well, so soon after this, uh, GoFundMe was set up, and because of the funds that were raised for that, Gracie's horse, Patty, was able to go live with her friend, Ben. Now, one of the outcomes from this, and this, and herein lies one of the key tragedies of this story, is that after her death and through the subsequent investigation, disciplinary notes were served on five police officers, and here's why. Prior to her murder, a couple was out walking near the barn and they came across a rucksack, which looks kind of like just your typical backpack. And inside of that backpack was a bunch of weapons and there was a hammer, axe, knives, a note that said, something along the lines of don't lie and some Viagra. And they found it near the field where Gracie's horse Patty lived. So they, the people who came across that were super uncomfortable with this, obviously. And they gave it to police. Well, police, and again, these are the same police that Gracie had already contacted about being stalked. They simply marked it as lost property and put it in storage. After Gracie was murdered, and because of the proximity of the bag, they pulled it out and they found a receipt in the bag that they could have traced to the seller's home. Oh, this makes me angry. Yeah, so they could have made that connection. Ironically, the woman who found that rucksack or that backpack her daughter also worked at Xbyte, where she said that Sellers again was called. Oh my God, what a coincidence. Yeah. And that's her daughter said that they called him Creepy Mike. Other people have said, like in the neighborhood where Sellers lived with his parents, that he would use binoculars to stare at women from windows within his parents' home. So her, Gracie's family has campaigned for Gracie's law which would increase funding for investigating stalking and provide additional support for stalking victims. At Gracie's funeral, her horse, Patty, led her casket. And those who wanted to participate in the services were asked to wear either purple, her favorite color, or equestrian clothes. And as her casket went by, they were asked to raise their riding whips. So she had she had a beautiful send off. So as we kind of wrap up this episode, Lynn, I want to share a little bit with our listeners about what to do if you're being stalked. And this is there's a CBS News article and they talked to a stalking expert and a police psychologist. And they actually said that ignoring a stalker can be pretty dangerous. It almost infuriates them, but there's also that delicate balance because you want to to draw that line and set those boundaries, but you have to be careful. So they caution you, you know, not to engage with a stalker directly. They recommend that you be alert, be proactive, protect yourself from possible threat, try to avoid contact, enhance your own security measures, inform key people in your life about the potential threat, save all documents, messages, voicemails, letters, cards, photograph and document things. And that way you have 
evidence to help your case. You know, Gracie felt like she was doing all the right things. She reported to police. She tried to let him down easy. She asked them to give him a a warning, not actually file an official report. So she tried to do what she could. And her family tried to support her as well by going to the barn with her after some of those creepy things happened. But in the end... It didn't end the way it should have for Gracie. No, and I'm going to even guess that if there was a restraining order, it wouldn't have stopped this guy. Not the way that he attacked her. The, the restraining order wouldn't have done any good. No, it doesn't sound like it. It He absolutely, from all reports, was completely obsessed and fixated with her. We've talked about so many different topics throughout our time here on the Horse Industry Podcast. And most of the time, it's fun. We've also discussed murder mysteries, but this is an important topic for equestrians to listen to because all women and men have the potential to be stalked or be victims of crime. And so as we think about Gracie Spinks, every time we go to the barn or we ride our horse, we think about the fact that she loved doing what we loved as well. And we hope that everyone else can stay safe out there. Yeah, and just add add to this too. If, if you're in danger, if you feel like you're being stalked, seek counseling, seek help, be, be vigilant in your own protection. Absolutely. And what I'm going to do in the show notes is post a number of different helpful links for people who are wondering if they're being stalked or or if they are being stalked, where they can seek support. Yeah, God bless Gracie. God bless Gracie. So that's our story this week. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to spending more time with you and sharing stories of our industry. See you next week.